everybody. So we are so excited today to be here to talk about the uh, ninth and 10th episodes of Doctor Who season 11. And I'm Rachel and Jonathan's here. Hey. Yeah, we did it. We finished the season. This is so I'm so proud of myself because I've had so much else to do that I'm very proud that we, we, we pulled this off. It, it really helped to double it up. Yeah, it did. I, it, it, and I think it, it worked good for, for us to, yeah. yeah. So, well, let's dive in to these episodes and we'll talk sort of maybe at the end about the season as a whole. Uh, and so the first one we're going to talk about is called, it takes you away. This is episode nine. And what were your overall thoughts about this episode? I really liked it because it was so different and weird yeah like the more weird an episode is the more i probably like it and this one was so different than anything else that doctor who has done that i've seen just just kind of bizarre things like the the other dimension like doctor who does not do other dimensions very often it's, it's extremely rare for Doctor Who to even go into, I don't know, like metaphysical, whatever. I don't know what the proper word is. I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> like, like anything yeah, beyond just, yeah. Anything beyond just like regular old time travel, Doctor Who doesn't do too much. So to have that be touched on in this episode, I really liked that. Mm-hmm. yeah it was definitely a very weird episode and i enjoyed it i liked it i thought it was interesting and uh it had pretty good atmosphere and you know the characters had nice moments and you know it definitely had a little bit of a stranger things upside down kind of a feel to it i don't know mm. if you ever watched that show but yeah i have i didn't think of that but i yeah. guess it kind of did a little bit sort of yeah. a the mirror universe type uh-huh. thing yeah so i mean that was the first thing i thought of at least and uh yeah so it's not like a favorite of mine but i thought it was interesting and i definitely liked it better than spoiler alert the next episode i liked this much better uh so the the main idea of this episode is you have the uh the tardis landing in uh norway and uh the uh they find this abandoned house and uh i did think it was funny the little moment with graham in, in this he carries sandwiches on the uh he's like you gotta be prepared <laughs> I, I thought that was kind of funny yeah <laughs> and they meet hannah who's this blind girl and they actually use a blind actress i read which that's, was cool that's good i wondered if they did yeah if because if they hadn't i was thinking that the person was like really good at pretending to be blind yeah so i wondered if she wasn't actually blind that's good that's what the the vulture review at least said that they'd used a a blind actress and so i thought you know that was cool and let's see if i can get her name eleanor wallwork is her name she did a very good job yeah she did i'm always glad when they give like if a character is going to have some kind of a disability i'm glad when they actually find an actor who has that disability rather than have somebody 
else pretend to have that disability. Because, like, I know I've heard different people say that it's really hard for them to find work when they have certain disabilities. So I'm glad yeah. that they actually found someone who is blind to play this part. Yeah. Plus, a lot of times it can come off as really cloying when it's almost yeah. like the 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 able-bodied person actor will try too hard to as it, it will just feel less natural so yeah. yeah it's a it's a good thing i think I, I think that's good they did that and so then uh there's we find out that her father has left her and in this in this cabin and her mother has died and uh she's she was very scared of something in the woods that might come and and kill her and so there's this this very this this feeling and another movie this actually made me think of is um annihilation which i was not a fan of a lot of people like mm. it i didn't like it me neither uh, <laughs> but it kind of i thought it sort of reminded me a little bit just in tone kind of so some of that some people might uh in the idea of sort of this alternate sort of dimension of uh but anyway so uh we find out that there is this mirror with no reflection and uh the they they end up realizing that it's this portal i guess to this uh to they call it the anti-zone and it's sort of it's sort of a i don't know like a mini dimension between two different dimensions yeah it, yeah. it was like i was explained as it was trying to be a buffer between the two dimensions so that i don't know maybe reality isn't destroyed or whatever some yeah. science fiction <laughs> stuff yeah yeah and there was this uh this I thought the creature looked like a Klingon kind of uh, from Star Trek in there uh, that they meet. And uh, they, it's the, and there's the, the, they call them the ribbons of the seven stomachs. And there's, that was, that was his name. That was such yeah. a weird name, but I really liked that from that for after that, he said his, this long name ribbons of the seven stomachs, they just kept calling him ribbons. Yeah. <laughs> And and it was a bit of a red herring because you kind of thought that he was going to be the main kind of villain of the story, but he of the episode, but it really wasn't. He was just kind of a stop on the way to getting to the villain. Um, And it was pretty gnarly. Like those, if you're if you're not a bug person, this (laughs) was not your episode. (laughs) Those moths were so. Yeah, I know a lot of people really hate moths, and <laughs> moths normally are pretty benign. But I get, if if these moths were real, their irrational fears would be very rational. Yeah, they were. Yeah, that's right. And they they throw them like a whole rat, and the 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 moths just eat the rat. It was pretty gnarly. It was pretty cool. <laughs> um, and they have these like red lanterns that are more like sort of giant balloons. It was it was really interesting. It kind of reminded mm. me of like I don't know, like when they need to use a balloon. They have these little balloons they use in medical procedures to like open up, you know, like an area or whatever. It's what it mm. kind of looked like. It was something sort of like stretched out and weird about it. <laughs> yeah. Like I- a normal balloon. 
it, it was really weird looking, but I liked the idea of it because it's just so different. Yeah. Like, like most things in this episode, it was just different. It wasn't like a flashlight or a lantern. It was a weird, fleshy, glowing red balloon. <laughs> it was weird, and I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was. It was it was cool. It was interesting. It was one you could watch a number of times and kind of notice different things, I think, about it each time. And uh, they, they find out the antizone is a protective zone where time and space time and space barrier gets weak and they go back through the portal but they're they're just on the other side of the mirror so everything's like reflected and um then hannah and ryan end up going through the the mirror so they're stuck and there's kind of this um this you know tension there and but now that they're on the other side of the mirror they're in the other side of the mirror's cabin (laughs) and they find hannah's dad and hannah's mom there in the anti zone she's not dead here uh but she can't go through the mirror so that's why the dad has stayed there left hannah on the other side and he stayed away from hannah so that he could be with his wife and also grace is there graham's wife Mm-hmm. is there and there's this thing called the soul attract what do you, do you think about the soul attract it was i don't know because doctor who is always talk, trying to fit in these grand ideas but it always seems to be like like i feel like something this big should have been mentioned somewhere else in the doctor who history because doctor who has been on for so long but i mean it's fine i liked the idea but it just seemed like too big of an idea to have never ever been mentioned before Uh yeah but other than that fact i did like it i liked the idea of a a whole separate universe that was sentient and lonely (laughs) Yeah. And trying to get people to come and be with it. It was weird and different and interesting. And I liked that about it. Yeah. Soul Attract, it's the beginning of creation, a consciousness, an energy. And our reality can't work with the Soul Attract. And so you're kind of choosing to be in this sort of limbo state when you're choosing the Soul Attract. And uh, of course, that's hard for Graham because of grace uh but it's not like a real version of grace but it mm-hmm. feels very real yeah the the soul attract is pretending to be these people who have died to get people to stay with it yeah and i mean i thought that some of this part on this other side was a little exposition heavy um mm-hmm. because they kind of had to because they they had to sort of sort of explain what the soul tract was, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know how you do that any other way. But uh, but everything else has been so like visceral that all of a sudden have this very exposition heavy sort of act was it was a bit maybe a bit of a letdown. But um, you know Hannah does come through and she ends up meeting uh, her mom and she says I don't know who you are, but you are not our mom. 
and then Ryan's still in the ante zone. And uh, what did you think that of Hannah? Just immediately, like, she didn't have any because she's blind. Like mm-hmm. she's not sort of manipulated, I guess, by actually the visual of seeing her mom. Like we might be as 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 a, a vis- non visually impaired people. Mm-hmm. Like that would be so hard to turn away from the person when we see them. But if it's just somebody claiming to be our mom, you know, our mom, then that wouldn't be as hard to sort mm-hmm. of leave. Yeah, I liked that she was able to see through it right away. It, I, I liked the dynamic that it gave between her and her dad. Like, he's totally believing in this fake version of his wife, and she she knows that it's not really her. Yeah. And I, I liked how they had to get through that, and I, I didn't like that he like was totally not wanting to believe her but i can understand it and it made the story better yeah i think so and you have some interesting things going on with graham uh the doctor tells graham that you know she's a furniture with a pulse but she's not, like she's not yeah that was a good line and uh and i i really liked the whole segment between uh, when the doctor tells graham says this is it is not it was not your fault what happened with the uh with this simshaw and grace like that was not your fault and uh you know that was a moving Mm -hmm. sequence and i think that's something whether it's you know like a lot of people love the segment in goodwill hunting when uh when robin williams tells matt damon like it was not your fault like it was there's something about that that message i think a lot of people can kind of connect with because we especially as children we internalize a lot and but and we create we want to we want to answer questions about human behavior and so one way to answer those questions is to kind of make it our fault you know it's sort of it was my fault that's the reason why uh this happened and when it's really not and so anyway it's just i think a message that people can really connect with about that Mm -hmm. you know so i thought that was really good between the doctor and graham and uh i i I thought it was kind of silly to make the soul attract a frog i wasn't a huge fan of that because it had all been so like it'd been such a visceral such a real kind of feeling episode that all of a sudden Mm -hmm. i don't know it was just I didn't really like that. I had mixed feelings about it. On the one hand, I did like it because it was weird and different. But on the other hand, the puppet wasn't that great. (laughs) Like it, it didn't feel like it was CGI. It felt like I'm, and if it was, it wasn't very good CGI. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like a puppet. And I mean, that's fine. Doctor Who has a very long history of low-budget special effects. It's just that they've, they have cut back the number of episodes they're doing to have a higher special effects budget. And I felt like they could have put a little bit more work into the frog. Well, it's just everything else had been so visceral and a real feeling in the episode mm-hmm. that like I feel like the ones where they're sort of 
a little bit campy, you know, to the creature design and stuff like that, that the whole episode is kind of campy. And so it's not, yeah. so it's more sort of fun and you're enjoying it. Whereas this, I just felt like it sort of stuck out and it had been like an emotional episode and everything had felt pretty real. And so mm-hmm. all of a sudden to be this talking frog was, wasn't my favorite. Yeah. I mean, I liked the idea of the frog, but I think I would have liked the scene better if it had been Grace still. Yeah. Just to have the doctor talking to what looks to be Grace, even though it's yeah. not really Grace. I think it would have worked better. Yeah. Yeah. And they say, my own form is endless. And, uh, and so then, and she says, our, our universe is really big and incredibly beautiful and everything starts sort of disintegrating. And then that's how they end up getting kind of safe from the soul attract and, and Graham decides to leave and and you know that's kind of the end of the the story uh but yeah i mean i thought it was a pretty it was a pretty decent episode uh i i, I liked some of those visuals of the uh, like the moss and the the lanterns and some mm-hmm. of the ideas i liked hannah's character but she was good i mm-hmm. thought the idea of it was not your fault i thought that was a moving scene um, I like the whole scene between the doctor and the solo track too. Uh-huh. Even though yeah. the frog wasn't perfect, I did like the scene and I really liked the room they were in. It was like the attic except made of light or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It just yeah. there was some really good set design in this episode. Yeah. That and was I really good. Did like the la- the last scene for set design was my favorite. Yeah. That was good. Uh and they do mention on the vulture. <laughs> right up they say here it was pretty funny i thought he says here uh that uh <laughs> a str- it says here um the doctor deduces they're in norway though not because of the ford but rather because of the taste of the soil a stray sheep leads to her wondering if they've arrived in the midst of the woolly rebellion in 2020 2020 11 in which there was a total negotiation of the sheep human re a total renegotiation of the sheep human relationship an utter bloodbath and then he says if you don't want to see that made into an actual doctor who episode then we can't be friends (laughs) (laughs) i would like to see that he's like alas they're in 2018 so no sheep wars Uh, anyway i thought that was funny (laughs) i figure it's probably one of those throwaway lines like they're they're not planning anything but i still would watch that yeah yeah. it's that would be entertaining yeah that's ross rudiger his vulture pieces are pretty fun so all right now let's talk about the finale season finale episode 10 the battle of Ranscor of kolos <laughs> this one is actually written by chris chris chibnall and so what were your overall thoughts about this episode i liked a lot of things about it but it wasn't perfect uh-huh. yeah so for me this episode was frustrating I felt like it was extremely exposition heavy and for a season that I thought had had a lot of really interesting, interesting set pieces and ideas. And, uh, you know, 
ideas about going back in time and some different things that I liked. I just thought this was a very underwhelming way to end the season because we all knew in the end what Graham was going to decide to do. And I guess you could say the most Doctor Who episodes, we know the ending, what's going to happen. Like the Doctor's not going to really die or whatever, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. It was just like, there wasn't anything that was really, I thought, uh, really exciting or it just didn't really work for me. And most of it was just because I'm like, I was just getting bored with all the exposition. But, uh, and I felt like they were trying to be really, really profound with the whole, you've made me a god and all this kind of stuff. And I was just kind of like, uh, I don't know. But anyway, we'll talk about it. So, uh, you have a, so you have a woman and a man and they debate fulfilling destiny and a man eyes, the eyes turn orange and this is the beginning we find out that these people are the ux <laughs> these the the ux and uh they are looking for kind of a savior type creature to come and uh they've been looking for some time and uh they they get to uh the the doctor gets there and uh they they had there's a man there um called paul trocky paul trocky um that holds him up with a gun um what did you think about him he was fine yeah kind of forgettable he didn't really make a huge impression on me he looked familiar though i feel like i know him from something he's there and then um then we find out that this simsha has come back and graham is very upset and he says he's going to kill the simsha out of revenge and uh so the they're going to the plan is to try to rescue these the us the hostages and uh, the doctor tells Graham, if you kill him, you become you became the same as him. And I, I just didn't buy for a second that Graham was really going to kill him. Not for a second. It didn't work for me. Yeah, I wasn't 100% sure. I figured he probably wouldn't, but I was kind of wondering if they were going to have that as a way to write him off the show because... I like I don't think this but I've seen a lot of people online talking about how they think that the show needs fewer characters and they are hoping that they'll get rid of one or two of them before next season. Yeah, I don't like, think they I really hope they don't do that. Yeah. But I was kind of wondering are they going to have him do something the doctor does not like and can't forgive and she'll kick him out of the TARDIS. I was like, I really hope not because I like Graham and I don't want him to be kicked out for bad behavior. I, I, I want, I want all, all of them to come back for the next season. I really like this group. So I was, I didn't think he would, but I was kind of wondering if maybe they were going to surprise me in a bad way. Thankfully. Yeah. 
he did not <laughs> yeah i mean i i just didn't i didn't buy it and i, I the vulture article he says he says here that he says after everything we went through last week and all of the wisdom he's espoused time and again throughout the season this felt like a real devolution of his character it was difficult if not impossible to buy into a bloodthirsty vengeful gram even with him drawn that way for much of the episode did anyone for even a second believe that he would kill tim shaw of course not so when he finally decides no it's not a re it's not real and moment it all feels like such a wrong turn like so much of this episode does and after an otherwise reasonably strong season it was a truly disappointing conclusion so there's there's that but i think if they were going to write one off of this off of the season one of these companions i think they would definitely write off yaz i think that from what i've seen in the fan forums i feel like everybody's actually really liked graham and uh and then and you can't cut out ryan because he has the connection with graham so i think mm -hmm. if they were going to cut one out they would definitely cut out her yeah That's but i hope they don't because yeah. i like them all yeah i've enjoyed them all i think it's been fun having more than one companion mm -hmm. and so yeah i mean I, it just was a an arc like like they say we already kind of dealt with this whole with him and grace last week like like the evil charcoal mm -hmm. says and it just it just wasn't all that compelling and so this, this really yeah. didn't feel like a season finale like no doctor who usually has i don't know they usually have bigger things happen on the season finale and i guess technically this is big because technically they saved five six planets if you count earth but like it didn't feel big yeah well and the know, doctor didn't good. really have to make any choices like the the doctor's the most interesting when they have to make choices of who they're going to help who they're going what they're going to do uh and uh you know they have to make even tough choices sometimes where people are going to have to be sacrificed what are they you know what are they going to do it's the same kind of similar to how you know a good superman movie forces superman because he's so powerful you have to force them to make choices and mm -hmm. uh, otherwise it's boring and uh, i think uh, in in this case the uh, the doctor was was perfect it had all the answers to all the questions and uh, as and it would be more interesting if if they put the doctor in situations where she was forced to sort of make choices of who she was going to help and what she's going to do and uh so i don't know it just it just didn't work I, and i thought that some of the attempt to kind of make the ux uh you know they're looking for the savior type and but then this you know this creature kind of takes advantage of their faith and uh and the doctor says he made you destroy us that's no god and i don't know some of that was a little heavy-handed i thought um it just didn't quite work for me conversation about you know the doctor saying you've made me a god uh that it's different things that uh there was a lot of conversation about sort of religion in this episode i liked some of what they did but i also feel like these the ux are supposed to be these characters who live for millennia and for them to have lived so long 
but then they're easily tricked by one alien crash landing on their planet and they suddenly think oh well he's the god he's the creator why do they just assume that it seemed like they were a little too naive for people who've been around for millennia yeah Yeah, i agree that's i think so and so you know i guess there's this power of the orange light in their eyes and uh so uh they i don't know that that powers that uh, and then there's these packages that contain planets and they want mm-hmm. the doctor has the planets and what was all of that that was kind of convoluted well tim shaw i mean i'm just going to keep calling him tim shaw because i can't really remember what what his name was and what his speeches uh-huh. was and whatever the bluetooth man yeah <laughs> he he was basically instead of stealing kidnapping or killing people he was just going to take entire planets and he was using the ux to take entire planets i don't know why it's just some random evil bad guy thing that he could do i guess <laughs> but that's what that was his point of staying on that planet was because the ux had enough power that he could steal planets and i don't really know why he thought that was a good idea because he's a bad guy i guess i don't know yeah and so yes it was a cool visual but it didn't to me it didn't make a whole lot of sense yeah it was confusing and uh the and yes she kind of takes the risk and they they go and uh um you know they because they got to get rid of these these planets or people are, and the whole planet are going to die or whatever i guess <laughs> i take uh, it as the planets it was sort of like the planets were starting to expand and they were going to burst out of those crystals they were trapped in uh-huh. basically if that happened the planet is just going to burst out and collide with the planet it's on as well as the other planets that are all going to burst out and it'll destroy every planet that's right there yeah so they need to put them back in out into the universe where they were taken from before they burst out of these things and grow to the size they're supposed to be right yeah so uh then the uh graham is confronted by tim 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 shaw and he finally says he says no i'm a better man than this and and he decides to not kill tim shaw like we all knew he wanted. <laughs> <laughs> and when they finally leave the doctor says come on fam none of us know what is out there keep your faith the universe is going to surprise you constantly so it's kind of the end i did kind of like how the religion stuff was handled in the end because there have been times depending on who's writing that doctor who can be a little more anti-religion than i would like and i mean i can understand why some people would be against like severely organized religion because 
some people have had really bad experiences and I can understand why that would affect their writing, but I'm glad that they didn't, um, I'm glad they didn't just pronounce their faith as being the problem. I'm glad that like she told them to keep their faith, but the only, the only problem with their faith was that they were easily tricked into believing that this creator that they'd been looking for was this ugly blue guy that fell out of the sky. <laughs> like, I still don't know why they believed he was the creator. But like right. their misplaced faith was the problem and not the faith itself. And I liked mm-hmm. that they made that point at the end and she told them to keep their faith. And I liked that. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. I kind of like what they said here in the Vulture article. He says, this finale, however, needed to be about the doctor and her relationship to Tim Shaw, villainy, or her friends, or the universe, or something. Everyone else should have taken a back seat. This episode needed to impart a richness of character to its central figure that it utterly lacked. She needed to come to a new understanding of some kind or figure out something important or fail or succeed by accident. I don't know exactly what the right move would have been. I just know the episode was sorely lacking in anything that would have cemented Whitaker's central character in such a way that viewers simply won't be able to wait to see more of her in 2020. Perhaps this will happen in the New Year's special, but I won't make any bets because I thought for sure it would happen here, but Chibnall didn't even seem to have aimed and missed the target. So I think that's really true. That we did not see... If anything, Graham was the one that kind of came to a, a new understanding new realization but we already had seen him come to that realization the episode before and mm-hmm. so if the goal was to try to sort of attach us to the characters of the doctor aside from her being funny and sweet in in different moments during the season we didn't really see her become a dynamic character that grew and changed and uh and became kind of her own thing in that way aside from obvious differences that make her unique we we just she wasn't a very dynamic character and so i i i I don't know or would you agree with that in this episode i mean i liked her in this episode but the episode as a whole was kind of underwhelming yeah like i like I I liked the episode while I was watching it. Like I was totally invested, but as I'm thinking back now, it's kind of like this is probably the most forgettable one of the season, and it was the season finale, yeah. and that's not the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, the season finale is supposed to be the huge memorable. I don't know blowout right. thing that it's right. like it. It keep it gets you wanting the next season, but this was just like this felt like a mid season filler episode almost. Yeah. It didn't feel big. Cause even in the really good episodes this season, I don't think we've seen a lot of growth from the doctor though. She's always been sort of she just hasn't been a, that dynamic of a character. I mean, I think like Teresa she kind of knew the right way it grew it didn't like i don't know it it, like i feel like most of the growth as far as dynamic characters has been 
from the side characters or the guests as opposed to really from the doctor herself and so I, I i agree kind of with what he's saying here that this was a chance in this finale to really make the doctor grow and become a dynamic character and I, I just don't i don't think that they did that um so yeah and i agree there was really wasn't anything all that memorable about this this episode so yeah it's interesting uh, so as far as the season as a whole um how do you feel about it as a whole i've i've really liked the season so far uh-huh. i really like jody whitaker as the doctor i think for the most part the episodes have been really solid it, it's managed to make me really enjoy the historical episodes when in past seasons they're like my least favorite but there were so many of them this season and i pretty much enjoyed every single one of them uh-huh. they're i think it's been a really solidly written season aside from a kind of underwhelming finale i've really liked the season so far yeah i mean it's been up and down a little bit there hasn't really been any that i've hated but i don't know if any of the seasons i've like hated an episode uh i mean i I guess as close as i got was the the one that i disliked the most was the um was the uh the trump hotel guy i really disliked but i this the spider stuff was not fun in that episode that i didn't hate it Mm -hmm. uh but that was probably my least favorite of of the season um and then i I wasn't a big fan of the the pregnant man i that was i i didn't like that um and that episode wasn't my favorite um i really did like that episode though so yeah it was too i don't know i didn't like it but um uh but yeah i liked rosa a lot that was an amazing episode i really liked the witch finders that was a great one i thought um and i those are probably my the demons of punjab those were the three i think my favorite those three mm-hmm. episodes were really really good and i i have enjoyed the doctor i i do think that it's a solid point that she has not been a very dynamic character uh and i would like to see more growth from her i'd like them to stretch her a little bit further and maybe make her have her make mistakes not be perfect mm-hmm. um in in the next season i mean how do you feel about the fact we're gonna have to wait till 2020 to see any more i hate it yeah <laughs> i want more now i mean yeah. i'm glad that we're gonna get at least one more episode in a couple weeks here but i hate that we have to wait an entire another year to get more episodes like it seems like it takes so long between these seasons the last few seasons it seems like they almost take if if not a full year then like most of a year between seasons it's kind of frustrating sometimes yeah so used to the american schedule of you get a new season at the same time every year and it's frustrating not knowing when a new season is coming except generally in 2020 and like who knows when that'll be yeah yeah i know it's true i mean i i like again what the vulture article he says uh he says that uh hopefully in his second season 
in 2020, he'll dig deep and find some ideas that really matter to him because he makes the point that those three best episodes, Rosa, Demons, and Witchfinders, were all written by other people, not Chris Chibnall. Uh, he'll dig deep mm-hmm. and find some ideas that really matter to him because I think what's been lacking in his scripts is a personal heartfelt touch the standout stories mentioned above all felt terribly personal as though each of the writers had one shot at scripting the world's greatest sci-fi fantasy series and each of them told the story that mattered the most to them so i think that's that's interesting and yeah yeah so yeah it'll it'll be interesting to what they do i i think uh it is a solid season i really liked uh the episodes i liked i really liked a lot and uh, i did think that jody did a good job uh and she had a lot of pressure on her and Mm -hmm. uh but i would tell them to kind of try to not be the uh to, to i think the things that have not worked in this season are the moments when they tried to be a bit social justice warrior when they were trying to be a little bit preachy trying to you know dig into politics that just fell flat and they should not do that this is you know this is that didn't work uh and uh but most of the other stuff i i enjoyed it i liked the two companions i mean the three companions i and i i liked jody so anyway we'll see how she does at the uh new year's special and uh coming out and we'll cover that but uh let us know in the comment section what you think of this season i i saw today that i guess in rotten tomatoes the audience scores 45 percent so i know there are a lot of people who are really down on this season uh so let us know what you think and uh what you think of these two episodes did you hate the finale did you like some things about it what did you feel let us know in the comment section or you can uh let us know on twitter and that would be great so it's been really fun covering them and like i said i'm so proud of us we did it yeah yeah and uh yeah we'll come back and cover the uh the new year special uh, in january so that should be fun and uh so jonathan how can people how can people reach you you can find me on twitter facebook etc at john j north and on youtube i am iheart animation and this whole month of december i'm doing the christmas carol countdown which is looking at a whole bunch of different versions of the story charles dickens a christmas carol and rachel just joined me on an episode of that and she's going to join me again later this month too great yes uh that was really fun make sure you guys check that out you'll really really enjoy it and uh so yeah you can find me at rachel's reviews on itunes and on youtube so please put in your your reviews on itunes give us thumbs up on youtube if you're watching there we really appreciate it and i hope you all have a very merry christmas and uh, we will be back again in the new year okay we'll see you then (laughs) bye bye